It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And we are just weeks away from a special pay-per-view. Myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. How you doing, Jay? It was supposed to be forever! <laughs> oh, so you ran out of breath for that one. It just kept coming. There's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> It was, it was it was good. I mean, you know, you've done it a couple of times now. Um <laughs> but but yeah, no, that was good. It was it was a good intro. I don't, um, I just don't record one and just put it in every week. It just makes my life so much easier. <laughs> no. It's the live fun, it, though. Feel it. The fun. Live it, yeah. feel it, want it. Oh, we're just mere weeks away of the wave of heat. How'd you feel about that? I, I'm looking forward to it. Um uh, even though they insist on giving us all the fucking matches early, agreed. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I feel that we almost need to do something to to lower our level of expectation before we rise like the heat. What in this December? Yes, you almost need to kind of, you know, take part. The, the expectation dismember it almost hmm. I guess we're trying to think of something by the end of the show mm. thinking thinking um, last week I ironically said that we were doing episode 274 that was funny as the crowd chanted you fucked up and we all rejoiced um, so to make things better this week we are doing episode 274 and 275 so the Mount Rushmore is still coming as promised Look at that for a festive cheer. I mean, it's, 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 you know, what the three wise men would have wanted. You know, watching two episodes of ECW is hardly a chore anyway, so it wasn't too bad to resurrect the situation, but no. it had to be done. Spoilers, this may be the most people I've ever put onto a Ram Mount Rushmore. Really got a lot. Mm. Is that because you count the Dudleys as seven? <laughs> All of them. We'll, we'll we'll get to it when we get to the Rushmore. We'll we'll re we'll recap the rules of um. <laughs> there are rules. I think yeah, I think we need to. I think because um, I haven't got. Oh no, maybe yeah, I've got a few on there actually. Yeah, no. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. it's exactly <laughs> that, that kind of sums up my 2020. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> just, I was thinking about my list, and I was just like, I can't really say a lot because I think I'm in the same boat, but. Um, and before we get where we are in July, July 25th, apparently, episode 274. Um, and Joey Styles is a pervert, he is. I, in my notes, I've, I've just skipped the whole of this because it just the whole thing felt unnecessarily awkward and it felt almost like a rib on Joey Styles because he didn't actually react or play up to it, he kind of no sold it. It, yeah well yeah yeah do you know what I mean he wasn't just like oh lovely he was just sort of just like I yeah just so yeah it felt like he wasn't really aware but it was left in so except I mean he he, he did it on, it's obviously he kind of did it on purpose um there was this weird kind of shock and then should, I mean should we talk about it rather than just kind of Hint no, I like I like hinting at it for the whole episode. I think this should be the episode. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> can you believe what happened um so i mean basically joey styles is in the ring talking to the crowd basically just talking about how fucking hot it is in the building um uh, a wave of heat and, coming through yes um and they're all just melting and you can just see them getting redder and redder and redder as it goes on um and um uh, franchise and, and uh, Francine come out as you expect because they are the colour commentary pair at the moment. Yeah. Um, and there's a few things that are going on. Franchise makes a joke about um, uh, Francine being um, hot, sticky, and wet, yeah. um, or hot, sticky, and warm, or whatever it was. Um, uh, but uh, and, and Joey Styles drops the microphone at the the, the suggestion uh, that a woman has a vagina. Um, and uh, then in picking up the microphone, uh, seems to take a glance up Francine's skirt, which she re- rejects, which re- she reacts to, um, bearing in mind it's you know very much kind of a sex pest kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then turns out she's all right with it. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously not to sort of justify it but this is very much sort of the mist of the attitude era jerry the king lord are kind of it was very it's much... the it's the the we've we've we bang into it quite often it's the 1990s wrestling yeah. thing with the um 2020 sensibilities you know this is about the time um probably a little bit before this that no it would have been before this that um, you know, we're, we're probably about eighteen months to two years away outside of um, the way you turn gold dust face is by um, making it clear that he's not gay. <laughs> well, yeah. But you're, but he's, but you're, but she's, but aren't you? No. Yay! That, that's kind of where we are in 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 wrestling at this point. So. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of you know the the, the twenty twenty sensibilities looking back at this sex crime. Um, I mean, you know, it's 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 not quite as bad as what we've seen Francine endure with McRude, for instance, yeah. um, who who literally did molest her. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I feel like this is a lot more. Um, it felt almost sort of like. It was a bit more carry on ish, I think, than than out and out just sexual offence. Yeah, so that's how the show started. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a strong start. We then they went up to the commentary booth. Taz then made his way to the ring. I thought this was a pretty strong promo from Taz. Um, yeah, I I mean, I the, the, there's there's bits I I struggle with, but on the whole. This was, you know, a good story. You know, him him kind of telling the story as to why, you know, because this is this is a reply to franchise last week saying that you know you you make a good living out of this because I've made this company one that you can cash the checks for, yeah. um, which is ironic because you know we know that very soon no one's going to be able to cash any of the checks, um, but. Um, this was his kind of, you know, you're the franchise, you're, the, you know, you built ECW. So you ran away. You, you, you went and went in the WWE for a little while. And, and I've been here and, you know, me and Tommy Dreamer and a couple of others, we did the, 
the the shitty little shows that got that snowed in and 90 people turned up to and we've done everything and we've done the all of the shows in all of the 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 uh, you know arenas and halls that have no toilets and no showers and you know we've done all of them and and you were away so you know you talked to me about how you're the franchise and this entire company was built around you um the, the bit that that slipped was um um he was talking about him being uh the foreman yeah uh you know you are the foreman you, you yep you're right you were the foreman of this but you left the job site um and he got a little bit excited because he kind of went but you left the job shite <laughs> and had to kind of reset and go again um but no it was good what i loved was uh him cutting his promo and uh you know there was an ecw fan yes. being oh, an ECW fan. this is great and he just kind of stops in the middle and goes, oh, no, sorry, sir, after you. You're obviously, you know, you want to talk. And just the heat that that guy got in the crowd, you could just see the embarrassment on him as as Taz just sits there and stares at him in a whole kind of, you know, you want to show? You want to you be part of the show? Be part of the show. Be the show. Yeah, apology. Very, I love that he's it. calling him sir and everything. Goes, sorry, sir, uh, I interrupted you. Just, uh, just finish what you're saying and then I'll continue. And the guy was yeah. just, like I said, it was an absolute heat magnet. It was so good. But um, we've, we've said before, one of my criticisms is before a pay-per-view, I felt like we haven't been having sort of go-home promos and all this. I feel like this is part of the evolution. I mean, it, what didn't, it didn't, like I said, tick everything, but it was still a good go-home promo. No. So, it, well, so uh, there's, there's a couple of problems I have with it. Um, I thought it was a very good promo. Um, one, it's not the go home promo. Well, yeah, no, it's a week yeah. away. Two, but they only have an hour though. Not, not the promo against the person who he's fighting at the pay per view. No, but this is always what they do. It seems to be a week, week no, before the pay per view. And- they're they're already moving on. No, and 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 that's the issue. Is is you know this is the thing. It was it was a decent promo. Um. You know, does that sell me the pay-per-view? No, because, you know, I, I'm not getting franchise versus Taz. No. It might sell me a pay-per-view in, you know, five months' time, around November maybe. Um, but at this point, you know, that's not what I'm getting. So so it's kind of one of those, like, you know, it's a great promo for the wrong feud. Mm. We do get a go-home promo. Yeah. Uh, in the next one, and we'll talk about that soonish. Um, so basically, the but, end of this basically, Taz calls out anyone who wants a shot at the FTW title, and with a warm up match for his pay per view match against Bam Bam, he gets a match against Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> yeah, what better way? to get you intrigued about seeing these two fight at a pay-per-view than seeing these two fight. Yeah. Just for no reason, just like, you know, walks out yeah, and, I mean, and picks a fight with him. I know massively overreacting because it, it, it was broken up and ended like fairly quickly. So I've been a bit sort of, but it was still the yeah, idea no, of it. <laughs> it like, okay, come on. And, and, you know, again, we'll get to the breaking up bit as well. 
but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a little bit of a cluster. It was a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a schmoz kind of thing. And, and I get that and that's fine, but it, it is, it's just one of those kind of like, why, why, why? Um, but uh, yeah, they get into it. They jumping up and down and then um, the gang come out to attack. Um, yeah, so to support Bam Bam. Yep. Outruns uh, the former tag team champions. And best friends in our world. Yeah. Uh, Candido um, and Aunt Storm. Yep. Candido's got like a wrestling helmet on. Which uh, looks like um, it was for shoot, wasn't it? Because we found out later on his ear ripped. Yeah. So. But at the moment, we have no idea why he's wearing that. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, they try and hit Rolling Thunder on Taz. Yeah. I say try because whilst they connected on it, it really kind of showed, you know, Candido and Storm. I'm really opinionated about it. I didn't realize I was so opinionated about this fucking show until I started. Um, Candido and Storm are two of the most incredible technical wrestlers that, that we have seen in ECW that has a history yeah. of incredible technical wrestling um but it just goes to really make you appreciate the timing of rvd and sabu that these two excellent excellent workers can make it look pretty shitty well yeah it just kind of like it just highlights just how amazing what he doing was But yeah, so they so that that pulls Sabu and RVD out to to have a fight. Yep. And uh, yes, yeah, so they have that, and then after they sort of all brawl off, uh, RVD Sabu, like I said, come out somewhat clean house, and then Alfonso tries to extend the hand to Taz, and everyone's just like, "What are you doing?" This guy turned on him. RVD and Sabu aren't sure. And he's just, you can almost sort of say, leave it, I know what I'm doing. And um, yeah, he's trying to obviously build bridges with Taz, which I'd say takes a couple of months, probably should be sorted by November, but it's going to take a while to heal. <laughs> um, and I really liked it. It's a good seed plant. I really nice liked it. seed plant because it leaves more questions than answers. And um, I like it. You notice there's three of them. It just, it's, it's good. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I guess that'll be happening again. We then found out there'll be a best two out of three falls uh, match based over singles matches. So the Dudley boys versus Dreamer, Sandman and Spike all separated into different matches. Whoever wins two out of the three gets to choose the stipulation for the pay-per-view match. Yes. It should probably be a street fight again. Let's wait and see. <laughs> Um, first off, we get Tommy Dreamer versus Bubba Ray. I feel this is the first time they sort of really <sighs> mentioned that Beulah's had a neck broken. It is. They've they've confirmed that Beulah has broken her neck. Yep. So Beulah McGillagutty, the girlfriend of Tommy Dreamer, has had her neck broken by Bubba and Devon, the Dudley boys. And Tommy Dreamer, who has been on a path of rage, we now understand why. He is so desperate to get his hands on the Dudley boys 
because they have broken the neck of his girlfriend, Beulah McGinnicuddy. You can understand the just the seething, simmering rage of him, which is why I don't understand why this match starts with a collar and elbow tie-up. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I thought maybe... Maybe there's a thing that, you know, he was worried about getting disqualified and didn't want to give them the the opportunity for that one up thing, even though that would have been able to, you know, take some sort of measure of revenge. Mm. But but that didn't hold as the match went on. And the usual ECW gubbins of tables and chairs and and, and everything oh my came into play. Um so yeah, he's he's so driven by emotion that he starts with a technical wrestling match. Oh, I'm drag. Uh, Whip into the rope. But yeah, so like I said, I just thought it would have been uh, a dream. Dream away mental. Pummeled him, pummeled him, pummeled him. He either took it too far and got disqualified, which is near impossible, or took one risk too many to try and seriously injure. And missed and basically cost himself the match. But, um, yeah. yeah. No, it was a fight. And uh, Bubba Ray ended up picking up the win. So, uh, innovator of violence um, had Bubba on the ropes, managed to, to push him out of the ring onto a table that was laying uh, between the ring apron and the um, security um, bar, the security guardrail. Um, and uh, whilst he was there, he decided to be hugely innovative. So he sat up a chair and he ran off the ropes. And his plan was, I don't know if we've ever seen this because he is the innovator of violence. His plan was to step up off the chair onto the top rope and then jump off the top rope to put him through a table. I mean, yeah. It's Tommy being Tommy. Just, um, yeah. I, uh, but, um, yeah, so yeah. Dudley Boys winning one nil. Um, it leads us to Sandman versus Devon. I was stunned that this match was next. Did you think this would be the decider, or yeah, because based on our usual life. Yeah. I didn't think Sandman was going to be the one to win the fullback. Especially uh, what, considering one's got a serious giant killing gimmick going at the moment. And Sandman hasn't lost, hasn't won a match in the last, what feels like, 18 months. Yeah, there's actually a few bits from the, from the Sandman that I actually um, quite enjoyed. So basically, d starts off with a cane as well. Um, Sandman sort of smacks him a few times with a cane. Devon sort of falls out the ring. Sandman grabs the mic, does his yo, and then um, shows Valentine not fuck with the Sandman. And that, that quite tickled me. It's just simple, but he's probably the only people that can get away with it. Um, oh, yeah, back and forth, exactly sort of similar. Sandman did a cool spot with Devon's on a table on the outside, and he does his leg drop off the top, top or to the outside where it sort of looks like it hurts a lot, and it did look like it hurt a lot. But um, Sam and Dick managed to pick up the win to make it 1-1. He did. So um, We're even going into the last 
Which last I fight already spoiled. So the last fight is fight Dudley versus. You may have already spoiled a a match that happened twenty two years ago. There's a code. So uh, yes, Spike Dudley versus Big Dick Dudley. This this match actually really surprised me. I actually really enjoyed th- this match. I mean, we don't really get to see um, Big Dick wrestle a lot, and uh, it was exactly what you expect. Spike sort of at him, sort of like a rabid dog, punching, punching, swinging DDTs. But my main highlight I did enjoyed was. Um, he went for like a swinging DDT and it was a really cool reversal into um, a torture rack, which was the yeah. highlight for me of this match that I thought looked actually really, really pretty decent. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and um, torture rack into kind of a Death Valley driver yeah. style slam. Dudley driver, I think um, Styles called it. Um, yeah, innovation of violence. Yeah, and I just thought it was, um, I don't know, it's just a spot that I just didn't expect, obviously. And it just, I was really quite um, impressed with it and thought, Do you know, what? I actually really like that. But um, yeah, Spike did lose. Um, so, as you'd expect in like war games matches and all that, Hills always get the advantage and no different in stipulation matches. So, the Dudley boys get to pick the stipulation for Heat Wave. So, that'd be good. We then get. Do we want to talk about what they pick? So they pick, and again, you may have suggested and hinted this, they pick a Dudley street fight, a Dudleyville street fight. Yeah. Um, Which is. Vastly different from the street fight they had a couple of weeks ago. So, So, what weapon. Are they not allowed to use in a Dudleyville street fight? Um, and the reason I'm asking because New Jack and Jack Victory have a all weapons are legal match, which means I assume in the Dudleyville street fight there's a weapon that's not legal. I mean, is it a car? I would say Singapore canes. Say is it Singapore a gun? Canes aren't legal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be that'd be a great turn um, up for the book? Yeah. It's a smoke-free Singapore canes aren't allowed match. Yeah, you know, not you. You, you get um, drink and drug tested before you take part. Yo, and um, yeah, I think that would be um, that would be the way to do it. Yeah, I. I it's convoluted in the sense that it's, um, though, isn't it? it's, it's, um, it's the classic sort of wrestling. So it doesn't matter where they are. They always have the, you know, Miami street fight or let's have a Texas death match or Texas street fight. And you just think it doesn't matter where they are. It all just becomes, you know, Chicago street fight. But it's 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 just the fact that you know they they've built this match between New Jack and Jack Victory as all weapons yeah. illegal, and then you've got this fight which is a, a street fight, and then you've got the other matches which are just going to be, you know, plunder matches anyway. So it's kind of weird, kind of like you know, this is our gimmick for this match, and in making it that gimmick, it's kind of the same as we see every single week. So what, why why yeah, do you need I mean, to state my, that? My favourite match that they've had, which I feel like obviously they can't do, but would have been clever, is like the Raw Rumble 
style brawl they had. Well, they... I thought you were going to choose the body count match from uh, Public Enemy and, and Bad it's, um, it's still Company. Out there. <laughs> One day we'll find really that. A match so bad that even ECW wouldn't put it on TV. But um, yeah, I thought they would they were going something like that, and they gave themselves the two-on-one advantage or or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, to be fair, it's going to be a good match. It's just the stipulation just sounds stupid because it's what the match was going to be anyway. So it's not anything that actually, it's what the matches it's, it's have nothing, been. It's, it's nothing is, that's is actually going to benefit the it's, Dudley Boys. You'd expect to, you know, you know like. I don't even know what they could have done differently. Yeah. How, uh, well, I mean, and, and it, I was kind of trying to work out in regards to, you know, is this the point where they start getting into flaming tables? Is that what we're going to see? Uh, and it was just kind of like, you know, what, what are you going to choose? We'll have the same match as the last 16, please. Okay. Mm. So, you know, it's an um, interesting choice of stipulation. Uh, promo from Lance Storm and Chris Candido mainly focused on what an amazing guy Lance Storm is and how he's trying to protect Chris Candido's torn ear that was um, because of a role in Thunder. He, he trusts <laughs> he does. He jumped Chris on, Candido. Jumped on um, a chair and fell back. He does. Candido the trustful, yeah. And uh, they look like they're up and yep. running. They'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever their problems were, um, like three weeks ago, um, where for the longest time they couldn't they couldn't be in the same room together. Um, yeah, that's so, gone. And next up, we get a rematch for the tag team titles: Lance Storm and Chris Candido versus Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Um, good match overall, but the main story coming out of this is the fact that Lance yes. Storm does indeed leave Chris Candido after slapping him in the ear, I believe. He slaps him in the ear and yep. leaves him for dead, which allows RVD and Sabu to defeat him and retain their titles. So almost, I'm guessing Storm's still going to be the face game in the pay-per-view, but I don't really know how. I mean, he's not, is he? Uh, and and he's the heel against the person who's part yeah, of the heel weird. faction. I mean, straight after the match, it was announced he's to be fighting at Heat Wave. So just to clarify that. But um, yeah, it was very, very weird. Like, um, you almost could have had during the match Lance Storm sort of going up the top turnbuckle to do the trust fall again. And Candido just walking off and leaving him as he sort of falls back to the ring or something. It, it could have been a play up on it. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand why they're still together. You, you've, you've done the, the the odd couple thing all the way through, and then decided that even after they've kind of got through with that, they're still going to be together, which was weird. Um, and then, yeah, and then you've got Lan- oh, Lance Storm. Turning yeah. heel. I find it strange on the heel. And I find it embarrassing for Candido that he's the one that's turned on. Because you're almost making the heel look yeah. really stupid. You're out healing the heel, even though the guy who's turned will still be the baby face. But 
you know what I mean? It, it's very, very weird to sort of heal the hill, but still be the baby face because it's, it's a hill and it just when Candido's not really yeah. done a lot wrong in the last sort of couple before they obviously had issues, but he hasn't. No, the triple forever. Yeah, I mean, he, he he turned on him and beat him up. That was a that was a perfect out for them. Um, and yeah, now and, they're um, they're not. And I don't. Yeah, to get to this match at Heatwave, you, you didn't need the continuation of the story. The story was enough. They they could have basically lost the tag team titles, yeah. and said finally. Yeah, I just had and a exploded. couple of weeks where they yeah. were blaming each other and just sort of like skits backstage where we were just like, it was your fault, it's always been your fault. Well, no, you took the pin, it's your fault. Well, no. And Joey, they just needed that and just a few little segments of them blaming each other constantly. And they're like, well, let's yeah. find out who the best is. Then give them a, a one-on-one or a two out of three falls match at the pay-per-view. But um, yeah, be a great match nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a fantastic match. And, you know, I, I, I love where it goes, but, yeah, it just feels messy. Yeah, we didn't get a promo from RVD, Bill Alfonso and Sabu, basically talk about their opponents at the pay-per-view, about they could be from anywhere. Bill Alfonso getting extremely excited. RVD um, taking the piss out of Bill Alfonso, basically saying, just act cool. You don't have to shout and spit everywhere and sort of mocks him and does that thing, which I thought was great. Uh, everything RVD touches is gold at the moment, in my opinion. Yeah, RVD doesn't remember Sabu's shtick. Is is great. So it's like, what is he? He's like, he's like, you know, so uh, homo, homo, uh, oh homicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just love it. Um, kind of flipping back earlier, one of the things that the the save and whatever else kind of uh, showed me is I don't want RVD and the television championship in the ring with Taz and the FTW championship yeah. as it stands. Because you just are very, very well aware that they're the yeah. same mould. Um, you know, with a very subtle difference, but no, it's, it's the same belt. And it becomes really apparent Agreed. when they're that close together. Big time, agreed. Um, he is amazing. Probably from the Dudleys. I get. I, I thought this is. Um, <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, I felt they're very much full on. This is all on you, Dreamers. I mean, it's nothing we haven't heard before. Yeah, I liked that bit. I liked that bit. You know, you took this. I, I mean, it's it's such a twist from yeah, where they were, and it's you know you can you can see that they've. Um, now that they've kind of decided yeah. that she's broken her neck, then they can yeah. be I, I liked, just um, absolute. I like the very much heels like with it. Them taking sort of no real acceptance for it. Sort of like you know, there's, there's blood on your hands, Dreamer. This is your fault. Why is she at ringside? Yep. Why did you bring her out? There's blood on your hands, not ours. I kind of quite liked. That angle from it, like the yeah. the, um, the Bubba Ray stuff, I thought was um, decent. So I didn't mind that. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I I could do without everyone doing Tommy Dreamer's pose, which is the pose that he stole from Raven, and blah blah blah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, but, they might yeah. have just thrown in the quote, the Dudley boys never more, just to sort of finish it off. It felt like that sort of um, yeah. vibe, because it's what, Ray, what Tommy Dreamer used to do to mock Raven at the end of promos. And now it's sort of somehow become his thing that you can do to mock him, which is um, weird. Speaking of mocking him, um, before we get into the Dreamer promo, I'd like to just confirm that Bueller isn't dead. Because obviously, by the way he talks about her hair, you would think that she is dead. <laughs> he he is pretty bad. He's taken this pretty bad, and it's been a bit of a delayed reaction. Well, he's been waiting because seven weeks for the reports to come. It was it, it was a few weeks ago, and you know I assume from this that she's. Dead. She's not spoken to him since. They're meant to be together forever till death do them part. Yep, just girlfriend. Never, never been a word of of them being engaged, of them being married. Girlfriend, everything together, and all this, and now, uh, yeah, yeah, in sickness and in health. Um. I mean, in sickness and health, she's 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 hurt, and he's fucked off, and and is brooding. I mean, this this does count. Within sickness and health, and he's chose to to call it. She's dead. I mean, there's no other way to really sort of view this. Is um, um, yeah, it's bonkers, really. I, I felt like he was. I, it's annoying because I love the amount of passion he puts in these promos. Like he wants to get it over so bad, and I absolutely love that about yeah. him. But. Again, it's yep. the old sort of what we used to talk early days ECW, where there's like this minute, two minutes, just too much, and this just kind of felt like, oh, I've got yeah. one of those next time. Yes, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and it's kind of one of those like, what, what's the, what are the three things that you're trying to get across? What are the three points you're trying to make? Um, because this one goes, yeah. you, you basically go and go, and you know, I want revenge. Pay per view. Uh, yeah, so I don't understand the the um, no. the guilt about everyone. Suddenly, um, you know, it's my fault. You know, Sam Man gets beaten up because he knows me. Uh, I think he was getting beaten yeah, up before you even got there. To be honest, egotistical because it's. The Dudleys don't have an agenda against Tommy Dreamer here. Yeah. They just like beating up the good guys. You know. And it's kinda of like if you don't if you don't want to, you know, Spike gets beaten up every single night. Yeah, but the storyline is that he's been beaten up by his yeah, brothers every day of his life. That's not a Tommy Dreamer thing. That's a that's a family not thing. To turn with them. When they turned heel, he was the only one who then attacked them. Yeah, because they were still happy for him to go. He was he, they went for him, and he turned on them quickly. Cause he didn't want him part of it. But um, yeah, no. It's... And if you don't want them to be beaten up by the Dudley boys, don't don't mm. pick them as your partners. But um, yeah, no, great passion, but it just doesn't doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. And um... no. And and it just was a little bit 
over the so that's top. That's how we ended the show, and we went into episode two hundred and seventy-five. This is the go home show for Heatwave nineteen ninety-eight. So, I guess we see how they um, do this. Basically, we start off with a promo from RBD, Belafonte, and Sabu again. Um, they continue to hype up of seeing them at the pay per view. So they've announced the part that they're 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 match well, now, haven't they? They've announced, announced the, the team because they? they don't make reference. No, I think it was before because I think that there was something here about. Um, um, I think that Rob Van Dam calls them Habusi and Hakushi. Sounds yeah, yeah, it works. But um, which but yeah, which is weird. I cannot wait to see this match. Obviously seen it no. before but it kind of like it's weird mm-hmm. because I I find naturally if I'm bored like and I want to pay-per-view I will go for like classic ECW pay-per-views and everything but because of what we're doing yeah. I'm kind of not yeah because Holding off. You know, we're getting there yeah so I, I end up watching like a WCW or or something that I might instantly regret. But Joe, you kind of NWO sold out in nineteen ninety six. I think I've had that on my watch list for a while. <laughs> it it I, I mean the, the Eddie Guerrero part, yeah. um six match is amazing. Um yeah, uh, yeah, I the same. Um, you know, it's I I'll I'll I've watched more of the specials, I've watched more of the you know, that that you know I've got a, a an itch for to watch wrestling. I'll go and watch some weird WWE WWF exactly. thing, like you know, an elimination like, chamber as as, or something. As soon as I started to get, to try and, and I realized Heat Wave was the next pay per view. I was like, oh, sweet! I want to go back and watch that tag match. That's amazing. But I thought, no, I better not, because we're about to watch that tag match. So you kind of naturally want to get the buzz that you would have had, knowing it's only weeks away, and it's really yeah. kind of weird because you, could, I could literally go watch it now, but. You try to do it and you think, no, hold off, hold off. So you have that real buzz. But it's also, uh, if I was to go and watch it right now, I would watch yeah. that match. I would not watch the entire show. I would watch that match. And that, for me, would steal from the conversation that we're going to have yeah. in two weeks' time about not just that match, but how that match fits with the rest of the show. So, you know, everything we see in that one, you then need to follow into the next one and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, but they announced it. So, uh, yeah, that's happening. I mean, in fact, we didn't get a massive recap of Taz Bam Bam, basically looking back to living dangerously, ring breaking, and some of the other bits that have sort of led around it, all the stuff that we've sort of gone through, little hype for their match. We then get a promo from Taz, I'm assuming you've got something to say about this promo. I might have a l- least, one or two things to say about this promo. Um, right. So, firstly, um, you know how yes. he's got this new belt. Apparently, the, it, it's not about the belt. The belt doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. Even though it's for the belt even though he's trying to legitimize this belt, even though he's, he, he had a whole promo last week about how 
you know, and, and, you know, those 90 people said, fuck the world. And, and he threw down the belt and said, fuck the world and blah, blah, blah. And fuck the world. And this for, this is the belt that says fuck the world. It's not about the belt. It's about the fact that for the last five months, he's been lying because he said, beat me if you can survive, if I let you. And that's a lie because, because bam, bam, beat him. And Bam Bam beat him because he was the better man on the night. But Bam Bam beat him. And therefore, he's not been able to say that. He doesn't really believe that when he says that now. And he needs to get that back. So it's all about getting a win back. And it's all about, you know, it's the the dreamer logic in the sense of, I don't care how many times you've beaten me. If I beat you once, I win the feud. Um, So it's, it's all about, you know, that kind of, you know, beat me i'm going to beat you i'm going to beat you and i'm going to beat you because you beat me and i want my win back and therefore i'm going to beat you um and it's just kind of this weird kind of like okay well good well i mean firstly you're talking about your 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 paper for your opponent so that's good but um where what do you mean you know it's not about the belt don't worry about the belt my problem is with this belt where it's hard to get any form of connection to it is uh, he's so inconsistent he basically first week was just like this belt is the fucking belt next week he came out and was just like this belt don't mean shit I want your belt then we've had a bunch of weeks where Shane Douglas has almost been like that's not the belt and he's like this is the belt and then he just kind of shits on the belt again a little bit and you just think what am I supposed tell me how I'm supposed to feel about this belt I know at the moment it's basically like, I guess like a million dollar title. Yeah. Yeah. It's cost and jewelry. And, but you and, can make, uh, but I was going to say, but if Taz doesn't believe, believe it, that this is the bill, you are a bad enough motherfucker to make me believe that no one's ever taken this belt from you. And people should want to take this belt as a trophy to say they've beaten you. That's the belt, isn't it? And that's the thing. This belt says I am the biggest, baddest motherfucker in this place to the point where I can say, fuck the world, and no one can yeah, do a damn thing about it. You get that belt from Taz. That is sort of, you know, the equivalent to like, you know, shaving off someone's hair kind of thing or taking a Lucha's mask. You know what I mean? It's, it's that sort of, I've got this piece of you and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. You know, it, it sort of feels a bit yeah. like that, what it should be. But he just constantly, he's just like, oh yeah, it's just a piece of shit. It's not really important. It's not about this belt. Yeah. To the point where, it was, I mean, in the promo last yeah, week, it was on the floor. He's just left it on the floor. He's talking about everything. He's not, you know, why have you not got that on your shoulder? Why are you not carrying that around? Why are you not, you know, if you, Shane Douglas is injured. He's not wrestling. It's still on his shoulder every single time. He's got that belt. There's a thing about it that, that, you know, they're playing with the belt. They're, they're, you know, it's being used as a mirror all of the time. RVD, you know, give me my belt. Let me, you know, put my belts on. You hold that belt. You've got your belt. I've got my two belts. You know, look at our belts. Taz, it's kind of like, you know, oh, Left it in the car. The only feels way, way. the story would have worked is if they had done a battle royal or a match or something to determine an interim champion while Shane Douglas was out. 
And he basically is holding this belt and it's like, I'm the intern champion, but this belt really doesn't mean shit because I want your fucking world title. But, I mean, you could turn around and say, you know, you're running scared, you, you, you're injured, you don't want to fight me, so yeah. I'm the champ and here's my belt. And, and you know, if, if you don't agree with like, that, um, fuck you and fuck the world and off we go. Say, like, um, Bam no. Bam has no interest in this belt. Taz has just told us it's not about the belt. So this, this match for the FD, FTW Championship, no one cares about the FTW he, Championship. He, he brought this to this thing. That's what I'm saying. If there was a whole thing where they, they brought in a temporary belt that wasn't called the heavyweight title, it was called something else, but he won it and they're like, oh, you're the temporary champion until Shane Douglas sort of comes back. We just need to have a champion on TV. And this was all put into a thing. And he was just like, fuck this belt. It doesn't mean anything. It, at least it would have been on ECW. Mm. You know, he's just like, and, but this is like, it's so weird yes. for him to bring it in and then to sort of shit on it. Like um, in UFC, um, Justin Gaethje won the interim title. They went in the ring. They're trying to put it around his waist. He took it straight off and threw it on the floor. And they said, what are you doing? And he said, I'll wait for, I'll wait for the real one. But thanks anyway. Do you know what I mean that that's all they had to do mm. for a similar thing here? It could have been he could have won a one night tournament or something to have a temporary um champion and him just like, well, it's not the real belt because Shane Douglas is still the champion until he's defeated. I don't want this. And they're like And it just uh, yeah, it it just doesn't build to anything so it's a match for the FTW championship where no one cares yeah. about the FTW championship the last time we got in the ring together I took your belt you loved that TV championship you made it into something amazing and it meant nothing because as good a champion as you were I drove you through the ring and then I pinned your dead body and then I took that belt and walked away and I'm going to do exactly the same with this one I'm going to and I'm going to continue keep Keep bringing me things that you love and I'm going to beat you yeah. up and take it away from you every single time. And I cannot wait to see how pretty that t- title looks on my shoulder. No, he wants to fight Taz because he wants to fight Taz and Taz wants to fight uh, Bam Bam because he wants to fight Bam Bam. And there's a fuck the world championship yeah. that no one cares uh, about. Are you excited for the first ever new Jack Jack victory match? It's good, right? Move on from that. Oh, can't wait. Um, in this one, which I would probably, I don't know if you agree, I'd say the next match is probably my match of the week. Um, yeah. Won't yeah. completely go into details. You say people go back and watch it. It's a rare, um, interesting tag match. You've got Justin Cribble and Mike Awesome versus Jerry Lynn and Masaso Tanaka. I thought it was a great match. Um, awesome, completely no selling. Lynn, I thought was great. Another crazy powerbomb to the outside. I thought was great. For the longest time, it was Lynn Incredible got into it, and then Tanaka and Awesome got into it. And I was getting quite fidgety in a whole kind of, you know, I, I really want to see him mix up the, the, the pairings here. I really want to kind yeah, of see him do something else and something different and something. So when it actually happened, I was really pleased that it wasn't yeah, kind mean, of Yeah, I mean, once this match happened, I kind of sat there and thought, man, I really want to see Just Incredible versus Sato Tanaka. Yeah, these are matches again that like I and didn't Jerry realize I wanted awesome. to see. 
until I sort of got myself in this situation. But um, yeah, about completely ruining the match. Um, yeah, go go. Yeah, it's a good match. Good match. Yeah. So I I thought up until the point where this match came on, I thought it was going to be. Candido and Storm versus RVD and Sabu yeah. was going to be the, the recommendation of the week again. Um, uh, and again, you know, good match. I, I don't really like the ending, but it was a good match. Um, it's it's yeah, probably in their top three of but matches they've had. I even liked the ending of it. But I don't think it's the top one. In a whole sort of arrogance gone wrong. Yes. Well... Yeah, I, I I liked the ending apart from the fact of the yeah. the actual physical ending Agreed. I didn't like the story of the ending I did, um, I didn't like the ending because well, I feel I've seen it a number of times already. You kind of thought okay, yes, but, um, yeah. Basically, Lynn did pick up the win, and um, yeah, go back and watch it. That's good. Yep. And Awesome's very frustrated yeah, because he was he was holding his own and he was doing very well and and got kind of sent off to do uh, something and then got it down yep, that was great wave but nothing to really recap we being through it then Shane Douglas massively puts over the pay-per-view saying that some ECW pay-per-views have been shit some have been really good this is a really good one probably yep. the best one ever which I felt is fucking weird because he's not on it he tried to pull it back he tried to put it back and say yes oh, makes it well better he's on commentary but I'm thinking you, you can't say it's the best ECW pay-per-view ever without the world champion on it, surely. I, I can't... I, I, I struggle, and I, I understand, but I struggle with the... Um, you know, let's be honest. A lot of our pay-per-views have been shit. The sound's been shit. The picture quality's been shit. The match quality's been shit. Yeah. This one looks really good. It's kind of, I don't know if I want you to bury your product like that. And I know there's an honesty thing that everyone loved about it, but, but you know, just to come out and say that, you know, we watch all the pay-per-views and a lot of them have been shit was just really kind of weird. It's very weird. It wasn't, it wasn't heel. It was just critical. Um, but it's taken us now to our Mount Rushmore. Every 25 episodes, we do a Mount Rushmore for the standouts for the 25 um, our last Mount Rushmore's mine consisted of Chris Candido, Taz, Shane Douglas and Francine, Al Snow and Head. Jay had Shane Douglas and Francine, Taz, Just Incredible, RVD and Bill Alfonso. James's prediction was 50% of the list would stay on this time. My prediction was the tag team champions will be on our lists. Both pretty good predictions. Oof. Uh, yeah, it makes a change. Our predictions are so usually pretty crap. So that's, that's quite strong for us. Um, RVD and Sabu with Bill Alfonso. I could have left Sabu off this, but I felt like his presence brings a lot of good stuff out of RVD. So as a unit, I, I yeah. put them on. Um, so I've got a snap. Um, I was contemplating leaving Fonzie off. Um, but again, you know, just adds to it. Just just brings it up to that level. Um, the stuff RVD and Sabu have done over the TV title, um, 
that you know that that kind of weird bedfellows thing that they do, and just the fact that they they still have uh, just look like such a and dominant the fact that, team. Um, um, RVD yeah. won two belts. Oh, they the they are also so it's hard to really skip them off for that. That's true. I'd... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it won't hold uh, for very long. Who's two on your list? Um, I'll stick with the tag teams, and I went. I did go for the Dudley Boys. Um, I think you know. So if we if we just very quickly do our recap of the rules, um, it's about people who are ever present on the the television. And tag teams count as one pick for the, the thing, which is why RVD Sapu and Fonzie are one and the Dudleys are one. Um, since turning heel, since kind of starting really trying to ratchet up, um, yep. since they've got away from the gangster natives, um, they're far more present, you know, and, and they, they are, you know, more and more, they've been getting more time. Um, the Bueller and the Bueller angle has kind of just pushed them over for me um and and really kind of given them far more clarity far more 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 promo time far more kind of stuff to talk about big dick dudley is is quickly becoming one of my most yeah. underrated wrestlers because i i always thought of him in the same mold as a 911 and stuff um but he's actually got some he's got some stuff yeah, yeah, I mean, um, Dudley Boys are on mine as well. I can't really bring up any reason. I think you've covered it all. But yeah, for every reason you said they're on, I think they're, they're, they're really starting to come into their own now. They're becoming the massive assholes that we wanted them to be from the inception. So yeah, uh, I can see them being on a few. Um, next on my list, no surprise, is Taz. He's been a, he's been a constant. I don't think it's been his strongest 25 due to lack of action, but no. I, I still find him very enjoyable because when he's on, he's on. And um, yeah, I do still enjoy his matches when they do happen. I agree. Uh, yeah, again, on, on my list too. Um, this is really boring. I mean, we've just got a, a, a three-way kind of snap so far. Um, yeah, I mean, he has been um, ever-present. He has been some of the greatest stuff. Um, and there's other bits that I just... And, and maybe I'm critical because I know how great he can be. So when he doesn't live up to that standard, I'm a little bit disappointed. Um but you know he's 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 been he's been fantastic yeah, on, feel, on a hell of a lot of what we've seen. So uh, yeah, obviously Bam Bam doesn't seem to talk, and apart from that, he's in a feud that nope. can't really progress. So I kind of felt like bad for him. Like the Shane Douglas one can't actually go anywhere, and I kind of feel like bad for him in that sense. So you cutting primers aren't leading to no, anything because in sort of like you know foreseeable future. Yeah. Because, and we covered it in the archive, why he wasn't on WrestlePalooza, why, why Shane Douglas was wrestling a guy who was about to leave. Yeah, and who's your you last You just don't understand. Um, my last pick, so I'll give an honourable mention uh, to Tommy Dreamer and Bueller, just because it was 
I, I was tempted to put them on the list just because it was going to be the last time Beulah was on the list. Um, uh, but um, and I thought Beulah, I think Beulah's actually done far more than I, I, I. She's been one of my standouts in in watching it. She's been far more instrumental and 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 kind of. Well, it, I, I've enjoyed her work far more than I thought I was going to. She's a very um, much falls into the take for granted sort of category. But um, yeah, no, agreed. Hmm. The the just incredible promo yeah. she cut is still one of my favourites. Um, uh, but you know, if you're talking about couples and, and promos, then uh, yeah, my my final pick is uh, the franchise um, and the head to cheerleader friend scene. Um, I did think about going for the triple threat. Um, uh, again, you know, Candido's work has been amazing. I just don't like what he's been involved in. Um, bam, bam. I felt, you know, he's, he's present because he just turns up and kind of gets thrown around a lot rather than anything else. Uh, so I thought I'd kind of pair it back to Shane, Shane and Francine. But he fell off because his commentary work, especially at the beginning, really annoyed me because I didn't think it was relating to anything. And then his promo work relates to something different. I got annoyed that his boys would be losing and there'd be no emotional attachment to it. So for that, I, I did go for Chris Candido. I'm not a massive yep. fan of the overall story, but I think mm. his in-ring has always been solid. It's hard. This, 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 so this is the thing, and this, this, this point yeah. makes an argument for both of the picks, I think, because our rules on this is not about who we like. It's about who's present yeah. on TV. Um, so whilst you can say that Candido's stuff hasn't been great in, in, in some of the feuds that he's been involved in, A, he's been on our TV a lot, and B, his matches have always been impeccable. Exactly. It's just we don't like the storyline that wraps around. And the same with the franchise. You know, I, I can argue about his, his promos being, his commentary especially being hit and miss and sounding like his computer game. But they've done an incredibly good job of keeping the champ on TV, especially when you consider, you know, like, for instance, Terry Funk, who won the belt and then didn't reference the belt and we didn't see him for a month. Agreed. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, predict- yeah, it was close. I thought we so had that's, it. So that's really three out of four matching, time. is it? Um, my prediction for the next time is I put Shane Douglas will be back on both our lists because I didn't think he'd be on either of our lists. But, uh, well, mm. yeah. Well, but he's not back still, on both of our lists, so that makes sense. I believe um, he'll be back. What's, what's your prediction for next time? Because we normally forget these within two days. I I think uh, that Just oh, Incredible like will be it. back on both of our lists. I'm not sure whether that's on his own or as a team, because I don't know when all that comes together, but I think Just Incredible will be back on our list. Um, and I think that um, now no, I'm just going to stick with one. Yeah, well, that's what I was just thinking. I was just thinking, am I going to say something about the fact that Sandman won't be on our list or in we'll the that. Fed? But that's uh, that. You know, Justin, that's that's an easy prediction, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think the FBI are going to be on our list. All right, that's, that's, um, that's a fucking bold statement, isn't it? Before we, well done for your hot take. The heat wave. Is the next sort of current one we're doing, but the next week we're going to try and do something a little bit 
Uh, we're we're going to dive deep deep into the future, maybe Festive. too far in the future, and we are going to look at the um, the hated WWE ECW uh, December to Dismember. Um, when was the last time you watched this show? Because I wanted to see Sabu elimination chamber match i remember the first 10 minutes they announced that sabu wasn't going to be in the elimination chamber match i mean he was replaced with someone amazing um I, so i watched this last yeah. year because we were playing with the idea of talking about this last year this is the first year um, so I, I watched this last year so there are parts of this that are are still fresh in my mind um uh, going in, this was the show that they'd tried to do the original ECW style feel. They'd only announced two matches going into it. So that was uh, the Hardy Boys versus Eminem and the Elimination Chamber match. As you said, with Sabu being let loose in the Elimination Chamber. Um, and that's all the card we're going to cover before we go into it, because that's that's how it was set. Um, it's interesting, and we want your yeah, feedback about this. Be honest. Be brutally honest. If you love it, say you love it. If you just want to put one word shit underneath that some of you have done, um, do that. We're going to be over it all on our social medias at underscore sports arena on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be pushing this to breaking point. So just keep saying how much you loved or hated any memories from this show at all. Good or bad, get involved. Uh, we know it's going to be yeah. a car crash, but I think that's going to bring the breast out of us, you know? I think it will. And, and you know, if there is one thing, try and see if you can find one thing you love poster. on what's a universally panned show. Was the there one thing on this that you, you enjoyed? <laughs> um, yeah, the promise, no, the promise of Sabu being oh, in an elimination yeah, chamber match. So I thought it was a good poster. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking did. forward to it did. for all the wrong reasons. I, I feel like we haven't been able to just to fully explode with frustration for a while. So I think it'd be, I think it'd be good. <laughs> I think it will. I cannot wait to uh, <laughs> to watch this steaming pile of horse um, shit like and talk about it all next week. Accounts you want to look for on Instagram and Twitter, get involved. We will be back. And um, yeah, thanks a lot. Happy Christmas and see you next week.